in the Ring Podcast. Give the people what they want. With your host, Jordan Turner, where you'll hear a wrestling fan always keeping it 100. Here we go. Inside the Ring and Out. Are you ready? Your source for reviews, hot topics, and much more. It's time to keep it 100 in the ring. What's poppin', my king and queen gang? What's good, my Keep It 100 in the Ring fam, man? How y'all doing out here, man, on this beautiful Saturday? Just got done learning the news that uh, Joe Biden is the new president. Let's go. You feel me? Yes, sir. Um, So that's pretty cool, man. But enough about that. Let's talk some professional wrestling, man, specifically in WWE, where we got hot topics. Number two. Got three topics to talk about, man. We're going to run down the lineup, and I'll be with you guys in a little bit. So the lineup is how to fix WWE calendar. That is really going to be very interesting. You guys are really going to love the calendar that I have. The calendar that I'm going to present to you guys. You guys are going to dig it very much, man. The next topic, man, we got Undertaker's final farewell at Survivor Series. That's bullshit, you guys. I'll explain to that. And then the final topic, what's more important as a wrestling fan, storytelling or in-ring action? So we're going to go in depth about that as well, too. All this and so much more, man, coming up right here, coming up next on the most creative wrestling podcast in the game. Keep it 100 in the ring. What's good, you guys, man? How y'all feeling? Got a good podcast for you guys tonight, man. Hope you guys uh, enjoy what's going to be cooking up, man, in regards to these topics that I'm going to be talking about. I don't want to waste enough of your time, man. But quickly, make sure you follow The King, man, on social media. Follow me on Twitter, at JordanTCK918. And also follow me on IG, at JTCreative1- I'd really appreciate it. Let's get those follows up, man. And I really appreciate the growth, the slow, steady growth that the podcast has been receiving. I really appreciate it. I thank you all very much. I'm just a fan, just like you. Um, I really appreciate it, man. I'm very blessed. I'm very touched. And I'm not going to stop grinding, man. I'm going to keep doing my thing. I'm going to keep delivering the best podcast that I possibly can for you guys with the creative flow, of course. You know what I mean? So um, thank you all very much again. Let's not waste enough of you guys' time. Let's not waste enough of my time. And let's get down to these topics. So first, let's talk about how to fix the WWE calendar. Now, if you guys have ever read any of my posts in regards to the Wrestling Vibes blog that I did, you know, a few months ago that I stopped doing because I was creating this podcast, you guys will know that I came up with my own very creative WWE calendar on how I would fix the calendar for WWE because we all know the WWE calendar, as we speak, is trash. Too many shows. That shit got to be cut down. You feel me? I got the formula. The Kings got the formula. You know what I mean? I'm wearing the crown, so obviously I have to have a good formula 
not going to have it trash. You feel me? So I got a good formula for you guys that you guys will like. And I feel like it will better off WWE and it will be beneficial for this company. So let's get down to it, man. We all know WWE's calendar is it's not good. It's not good at all, right? I got the solution. So in January, we got the Royal Rumble. February and March is two months of build towards WrestleMania in April. We get to WrestleMania. WrestleMania is done. After WrestleMania is over and finished, the rest of the month of April, I'm having the WWE wrestlers and cameramen. Everybody else except for the creative writers, they're all on a one-month break. The writers are going to continue grinding, okay? They are going to come up with new structure, okay, for these wrestlers. New storylines, new characters, etc. Just all new stuff. As they're doing that, as, mm, as the month is drawing near, right? I and Vince McMahon, if I was Vince McMahon, I would call the USA Network, I would call Fox, and I would tell them to start hyping up the WWE draft. During the month of April as well, as Fox and USA Network, because they have pro, they need programming for WWE. They're not just going to go on a one-month break without any programming in WWE. So what I am going to do is, in that month, I'm going to have Fox and USA Network have the best of Raw and SmackDown in terms of matches. The best matches from Monday Night Raw to the best segments of Monday Night Raw. And vice versa for SmackDown. The best matches from SmackDown and the best uh, segments from SmackDown for the whole month of April. We get to May. May is the WWE draft, and you make it a sports-like feel. None of this stupid shit where you only have two weeks of hype for the WWE draft. It's like WWE doesn't even have an idea, doesn't even have a game plan for the WWE draft. That needs to change. And that needs to change like next year, like after WrestleMania next year. Are they going to do any of these ideas that I'm going to pitch? No. No, they're not. But I feel like I just want to talk about it. I just want to give you guys, my listeners, the people that listen to this podcast, my creative idea from this standpoint of the WWE calendar. So we have the WWE draft. The WWE draft is back. That's when the superstars come back. Now, you get May, okay? May is the whole month in regards to SmackDown. This is where I'm going to have theme shows. Okay, it's going to start in June, and that's going to be on SmackDown. And that is going to be the Great American Bash. So they have their theme show for a Great American Bash for SmackDown. Raw, on the other hand, is building towards King and Queen of the Ring in July, and that is going to be the first pay-per-view post-WrestleMania. And SmackDown is not only going to build towards Great American Bash that will be on Fox, but they're going to build towards the King and Queen of the Ring and their portion of the King and Queen of the Ring. Okay? So SmackDown has Great American Bash, a pay-per-view-esque show on Fox. 
That's ratings, bro. I'm telling you that right now. That's ratings. Fact. All right. Now, after King and Queen of the Ring, we got Survivor Series in August. Raw and SmackDown build towards Survivor Series. Now, in the King and Queen of the Ring, the women, the women's finals, and the men's finals are going to be the co and main event world title matches for WrestleMania. It doesn't matter who wins the King and Queen of the Ring. It could be from SmackDown or Raw. SmackDown Women's Championship Command Event, SummerSlam. The WWE Championship Command Event, Summer. It doesn't matter. Raw and SmackDown, or we could have two from, from uh, you know, we have Raw win, and then we could have SmackDown win. It doesn't matter. They're going to be the co and main event world title matches for SummerSlam. You bring importance. All right? And within the King and Queen of the Ring tournament, you build up new feuds. And you have that conclude at SummerSlam. So not only are you building hype for SummerSlam, but you're building the world title scene and who's going to be challenging for these two championships for SummerSlam in the co-win main event. But at the same time, you are also building new feuds that are going to take place at SummerSlam. You get to SummerSlam, you have that old debacle. Then you get to the month of October, and this is where another theme show was going to take center stage and it's going to be for Monday Night Raw. Because if SmackDown has Great American Bash, the USA Network deserves one as well. And they're going to have that in Halloween Havoc. So we get to Halloween Havoc. And we get all that stuff for Monday Night Raw's portion. While SmackDown is building towards Survivor Series as well. In the month of November, we got Raw doing the same thing. So they're building towards two shows. Their Halloween Havoc pay-per-view for Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. While also building towards Survivor Series. We get to Survivor Series. We have Raw versus SmackDown. We need stakes. We need fucking stakes here, man. And this is where I'm going to kind of go on a rant. And I apologize ahead of time for people that are listening to me. But this really just angers me, man. It does. You look at Survivor Series now. There's no stakes. There's zero importance. Why are you going to have a Survivor Series and not have any importance for these two matches? Why are you not going to do that? There's no point in us, the fans, to be emotionally invested into what we're watching if there's no importance for Survivor Series. There should be importance for Survivor Series every single goddamn year. And it needs to have Royal Rumble stakes. Simple. It's got to have Royal Rumble stakes. Let me explain. So, I would have, at Survivor Series, I would have the winning team pick any number any number in the Royal Rumble that they want to be a part in, that they want to come in at, they win and they get to pick any goddamn fucking number they want. It don't matter. It could be one. It could be 30. It could be 29. It could be fucking two. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. They pick a number. And that's what you do every year. The winning team of Survivor Series for Raw and SmackDown for the women and the men, they get to pick whatever number for the Royal Rumble. It's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. It gives another importance to the Royal Rumble. Come on, bruh. It gives importance to the Royal Rumble as well. We're in the month of November, and you're already getting importance to the Royal Rumble in January? Fuck yeah, man. Absolutely. No question. No question. Come on now. Come on, bro. You know what I mean? So that's what they should be doing, and that's what needs to happen. 
So we get to December. SmackDown has their last theme show of the year. Or Raw, it doesn't matter. Two for Raw, two for SmackDown. Okay? SmackDown can have June and September. Doesn't matter. June and September. Raw can have October and December. Simple. Okay? And those four pay-per-view-esque shows, X-themed shows, are built like a pay-per-view for the USA Network and Fox. And I'm telling you right now, those shows will get ratings. I promise you. I fucking promise you, bro. No cap. And FYI, those are free shows on the USA Network and Fox. You will not be charged. Now, speaking of charged, okay, the Royal Rumble, King and Queen of the Ring, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, those are your four big shows, and you will be charged. Now, you guys are wondering, Jordan, how long, uh, you know, how many of, how much are you going to charge us? I will charge you guys 40, but bro, I'm, I'm just speaking in terms of if I was Vince McMahon and if I was the head honcho of WWE from a creative standpoint, I will charge you guys 40 bucks. I'm not charging you no new, no fucking UFC shit, $70. I'm not charging you AEW 60, 50 bucks. I'm not doing that. This is an old pay-per-view model where you're charging 60, 50 bucks for a goddamn fucking Great American Bash pay-per-view. Bullshit. Okay? So that's what you need to do. Fuck out of here. What you could also do is, not only you could have it on live pay-per-view and charge them 40 bucks, but could you, you can also charge them on the WWE Network. How about that as well, too? Charge them on the WWE Network because if they don't have the WWE Network, they're going to buy it on pay-per-view for 40 bucks. Every pay-per-view. So j- January, July, August, and November, you are going to be charged. Simple. You're going to be charged. You go on the WWE Network, and it's locked. You got a little lock emoji for, uh, let's say, SummerSlam. You go on the WWE Network, you see that lock little emoji on SummerSlam. You click it, you put your information in, and you buy the fucking pay-per-view. Simple as that. You pay 40 bucks. You're paying 40 bucks in these months. And I don't know why anybody would really have a complaint, especially if I was in charge. I'm telling you right now, if I was in charge, you guys would be shelling out these 40 bucks like fucking candy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, bro. I'm the king in this bitch. I sit on the fucking throne creatively. I'm the best when it comes to creative t- creativity, bro. Fact. Okay? So you slash out 40 bucks for January or January. Yeah, January, July, August, and November. And you will get your money's worth. No question. No cap. Not going to disrespect you guys. Flashing out 40 bucks and you guys don't get your money's worth. You're going to get your money's worth. Guarantee. So, that's the pay-per-view calendar and that's how I would book it. Let me know what you guys think about that. I feel like um, that pay-per-view model makes sense. And I feel like it needs to happen. So, that's about it for that topic, man. Let's go to the second topic. Undertaker's farewell at Survivor Series. Come on, bro. Undertaker's... (laughs) Come on, bro. (laughs) Undertaker's farewell at Survivor Series. Come on, bro. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. Come on, bro. 
Come on, man. Undertaker's farewell. Give me a break. Give me a break, asshole. I love the Undertaker, but the fuck out of here. Undertaker's retirement farewell at Survivor Series. Undertaker ain't going nowhere, people. Undertaker ain't going nowhere. This is to set up a WrestleMania match. Simple. They needed something to promote. They had nothing to promote for Survivor Series. Raw versus SmackDown. Ooh. Ooh. Nothing. Trash. Nobody's invested in that. Simple. No one's invested. Come on, bruh. So they needed something to promote, and they're promoting The Undertaker. Now, let me relax and calm down and stop screaming. Okay. Now, <laughs> I know you guys are probably thinking, why is he screaming? I apologize. I, I don't want this podcast to be all about me screaming. It's just my frustration when it comes to talking about these certain topics. And I'm just very passionate about what I'm talking about in terms of talking WWE. Um, I hope you guys understand. I'm not the only podcast that screams, okay? So, but I don't want to do a lot of it. I don't want to be, I don't want to have my podcast be specifically about me screaming. Oh, when you click Jordan Turner's podcast, keep it 100 in the ring, or all you're going to do is just hear him screaming. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, man. Now, we got The Undertaker's farewell, apparently. Farewell to what? He had a farewell. Come on, bro. He had a farewell. He had multiple farewells. Has he wrestled? Yeah, he's wrestled. Undertaker is not going to have his farewell, guys, at Survivor Series. If he does, I will be shocked, and I will admit when I'm wrong. Okay? I know there's a lot of people in the community, man, that are kind of on their uh, their high horse, and uh, they don't want to admit when they're wrong. I will admit when I'm wrong. Do I want The Undertaker to wrestle? No, he's not needed. You have one of the greatest rosters in WWE history, in company-wide history, in professional wrestling history, and you need guys like Undertaker and John Cena? Now, that's being rumored, you guys. You guys know the dirt sheets. I'm not talking I'm not talking about the specific dirt sheets and stuff. You guys exactly know what I'm talking about. Vince McMahon apparently wants Undertaker versus John Cena for WrestleMania. Now, if The Undertaker is actually going to wrestle a match and it's going to set up uh, a match at WrestleMania at Survivor Series, who should he face? Uh, you know, John Cena makes sense. Go off of what happened a couple years ago. You know what I mean? At WrestleMania, what was it? WrestleMania 34. Yes, 34. Where John Cena was being disrespectful to Undertaker and he challenged The Undertaker. Undertaker put his ass in his place. But guess what? That really wasn't an Undertaker-John Cena-esque match. That wasn't a WrestleMania caliber match. Okay? I think we might get that next year. I really do. I, I Vince McMahon wants The Undertaker to wrestle. I feel like The Undertaker will wrestle. It does make sense for The Undertaker to start his feud at Survivor Series against somebody. I got three opponents for The Undertaker. One of them is John Cena. One of them is John Cena. It makes sense. That's all I'm going to say. It just makes sense. I'm not going to really explain it in depth like that. Now, the next guy is... I Listen, Sting... I'm just going to say this. I don't think we're going to see Sting wrestling. I don't think we're going to see Sting versus Undertaker ever. And that's a God 
damn shame. That's a damn shame. Very depressing, man, that we're not going to ever see Undertaker versus Sting. But you know what? It's okay. It's all good, man. Um, I heard Sting's name being thrown around the community. Um, I don't know why. Sting's uh, merchandise and stuff was off the WWE shop. Your guess is as good as mine of what that means. I don't know. But uh, people are saying he might debut tonight on AEW Full Gear. I don't know. We'll see what's popping. We'll see what happens. But uh, this is a WWE podcast. So, is Sting going to appear at Survivor Series? Well, he kind of debuted at Survivor Series, so it kind of makes sense. That's the only, only hope I can see Sting appearing. That's it. That would be the only reason why Sting would appear. It makes sense. He debuted at Survivor Series. Undertaker debuted at Survivor Series. Why not we get an interaction between Undertaker and Sting? Sting had an interaction with Triple H at Survivor Series when, his, when he debuted. And that was the build towards their match at WrestleMania 31, which was awful. It was trash, okay? Um, the next man. Now, outside of Sting and Undertaker, you know, Sting Undertaker or John Cena Undertaker, what about The Fiend? What about The Fiend? Now, you guys know, if you guys follow me on Twitter, man, you guys know that I'm very much a fan of The Fiend character. I love The Fiend. I, I love him. I'm telling you right now, man, he'd be my fucking guy in a heartbeat. I'm telling you, dude, when, I would not have gotten that title off of The Fiend. I would not have. I wouldn't. You need the right man and the right story and the right buildup to beat The Fiend. WWE said, fuck it. I'm going to have Bill Goldberg beat The Fiend. Bullshit! I will never, ever in this wrestling lifetime ever get over that fact that Goldberg beat the Fiend. And then, before that, before that, he lost to Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell with one of the most terrible booking decisions in company history, and they fucking knew it. Now, you say the Fiend is uh, still over. I feel like the Fiend's still over. I love the Fiend still. But his... uh. His credibility is kind of shaky. It's kind of shaky because WWE fucked him up not once but fucking twice. Twice. But that Bill Goldberg shit, like, my nigga, what the fuck, yo? Like, oh my God, man. Every time I see Bill Goldberg's face, I think of the fucking fiend. That politicking son of a bitch. We're in about... Oh, I'm Bill Goldberg. I don't want to put the new guy over. Are you fucking... You better do your fucking job and bit the new guy over. Put him over. This is the new monster. This is the new king of the jungle. You had your fucking time in the jungle. Get the fuck out. This is the fiend's time. Bullshit. Bill Goldberg said, nah, fuck it. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, Like I said, you guys... That decision really haunts me to this very day. It really does. My bad. 
Let me relax. Now, the Fiend lost to Bill Goldberg, lost a lot of momentum. Some fans said that the Fiend was dead. I kind of understood what they meant. Now, the Fiend versus Undertaker, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I love it. Imagine the storylines we would see with the Fiend and Undertaker. Come on, bruh. Come on, man. That'd be great. Will it happen? I mean, I got the Fiend versus Karrion Cross if I was booking. That would be me. And I also got Jeff Hardy versus the Fiend. That'd be my backup plan for the Fiend. But I wouldn't mind Undertaker versus the Fiend either. But you got to think about it. It's going to be a good match. No, but the story is going to be fantastic. So that's about it for that, man. Um, Undertaker's farewell. There's not a farewell, guys. Not a farewell at all. It's just going to be a tease to build towards the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and who is going to be facing The Undertaker. You could even do Aleister Black versus The Undertaker, you guys. I would love to see Aleister Black versus The Undertaker. So you got Aleister Black versus Undertaker. You got John Cena versus The Undertaker. You got The Fiend versus The Undertaker. And you got Sting versus Undertaker. Those are the guys I can see Undertaker facing off at WrestleMania. Also, I can see AJ Styles. Let me bring his name because he makes sense as well. John Cena, Sting, Sting, not really, but kind of, yeah. Sting, John Cena, and AJ Styles make perfect sense. We'll just see what happens, man, involving the Undertaker. I'm not going to go to judgment and, and just talk about what I think should happen or or what I think is going to happen. We don't know what the fuck's going to happen, okay? We don't know. Simple as that. All right? Let's just sit back. Let's chill. Let's, let's wait until Survivor Series comes around, and then let's give our views and opinions on what transpired involving The Undertaker. Final topic I want to talk about here, man, on Keep It 100 in the Ring. What do I prefer? In-ring ability? Or storytelling. I'm going to keep it real with y'all, man. I'm going to keep saying it. I want my storytelling. I want my storytelling because I feel like the match, it's going to come around. It's going to be there. It's not going nowhere. It's like your mom, man. You, you know, your mom might, like, might not like you at some points, but she's always going to be there. She's going to be by your side. She's always going to check on you. Same as your dad. Your dad will always be there some way, somehow, if he really, really loves you. They will always be there. That's what I look at when I look at in-ring action. The in-ring product, okay? When the match rings, ding, ding, ding. It's going to be there. But to me, if the story is not there, man, there's, it's really difficult to get invested into the match itself. You could put on a five-star classic all you want, you guys. You really can. And I can name a lot of five-star classics. We can go on forever. But you can have that. Trust. If you like having a great match more than a story being told, not only with the buildup but inside the ring, God bless you. I'm not going to judge you. That's not what we do here. We don't judge each other's views and opinions. We're not hating on everybody. Now, come with some facts. Come with some logic. You know what I mean? Don't just kind of shoot things out just to say shit that don't make any sense. Because I'll call you out on it. But other than that, man, we're all wrestling fans here. We all have different views and opinions. 
And we're just very passionate about the same sport. Simple as that. But continue on with the topic. Mankind said something very interesting. I called him Mankind. Mick Foley, Mankind, dude love Cactus Jack. It don't matter. Mick Foley. I was watching Untold with him and Triple H as they documented their match and their feud for the Royal Rumble in 2000 in that street fight. One of the best street fight matches, one of the best hardcore matches in the company's history. Simple. Okay? And Mick Foley brought up really something that really made me smile. He brought up that storytelling is most important to him. And I feel him. I love Mick Foley even more than I already do. Storytelling is key for that man. He wanted to tell a great story even if he got hurt. If you don't commend Mick Foley for that, I don't know what to tell you. Some great stuff. Triple H also talked about how storytelling is most important to him as well. You can see when you watch the feud, that storytelling was front and center. You don't have to do five fucking 15 super kicks and frog splashes and combination strikes. You don't have to do all that. You can go in there, have a brawl, have a good match. But if that story isn't there, it's hard to get invested, you guys. It really, really is. That's how I feel about it. I know there's people out there that would prefer in-ring action over storytelling. And that's just not me. I'm not in that camp with y'all. I'm in a different camp. I'm in storytelling camp. That's why I praised Roman Reigns and Jey Uso so much. And I tout. And I'm not changing. You guys aren't changing my mind on this, okay? Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso is one of the best Hell in a Cell matches of all time because of the story that was told in that cage. Now, they did not need a goddamn cage, okay? They didn't need a cage. They could have just announced an I quit match and have Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre and then Sasha Banks and Bayley being that Hell in a Cell match. When you really think about it, Bayley and Hell in a Cell or Bayley versus Sasha Banks inside Hell in a Cell should have been the only Hell in a Cell match. Not Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton and not Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns and Jey Uso's feud is all about story. The tribal chief, Roman Reigns, is all about story. That's what that character is, man. That's what that character is. That character is all about story. And I love it, man. Some great stuff. Um, Storytelling for me is really important to me. And you got to have story building up to the match. You got to have story when you're wrestling. You got to you gotta sell. You got to tell a story with your facial expressions, with your, uh, your, your body, you know, the way you take a headbutt, the way you take uh, a super kick. You know what I mean? The selling, the spitting, the blood. How are you selling that to me as a viewer for me to be emotionally invested? And Mick Foley and Triple H did exactly that. Looking into the camera, looking into the hard cam, you know, just stuff like that. Just little things like that. Really, really good stuff, man. Um, That's about it. That's all I got for you guys tonight, man. That's all I got for you guys today. On Keep It 100 in the Ring. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. We're going to run it back this coming week, man. Building towards Survivor Series with Raw and SmackDown. We also got NXT. I'm not sure if they're having an NXT takeover. I would probably say yeah, but we'll see what's popping with that. I might start doing AEW reviews. I'm going to keep you guys updated on, on Twitter, man. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter. 
um, please, I'd really appreciate it. Um, I'm thinking about reviewing AEW and uh, AEW Dynamite and put it on the podcast. Let me know what you guys think about that. Um, like I said, I'm only going to review Impact and New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, when their big shows come out. And I'm talking about like Wrestle Kingdom. I will be reviewing Wrestle Kingdom. Um, depending on what type of Impact show comes out, I might review that. Uh, but let me know what you guys think about me reviewing AEW Dynamite. And uh, let's see what's popping with that. All right. Um, this is mainly a WWE podcast. Okay. Because all my attention is mainly on WWE on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But let me know what y'all think, man. Y'all have a good day. Y'all be safe out there. Please be safe. Y'all have a good one. Y'all take care. Kings out, man. Signing off. Later. One more time. And I got this soul.